Chapter 4 The Summons And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself to Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For it was so, when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go unto the land, unto all the fountains of water, unto all the brooks. Peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive, that we may not lose all the beasts. So they divide the land between them to pass throughout it. And Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him. And he knew him, and he fell on his face and said, Art thou my lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go tell thy lord, Behold, Elijah is here. And he said, What have I sinned that thou wouldest deliver thy servant unto the hand of Ahab to slay me? As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whether my Lord has not sent to seek thee. And when they had said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they find thee not. And now thy sayest, Go tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee, whither I knew not. And so when I come, and tell Ahab that he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. Was it not told, my Lord, what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophet by fifty in a cave, and fed them bread and water. And thou, thy sayest, Go, tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here, and he shall slay me. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 through 16. Before coming to the key point in this text, some relevant aspects of it need to be considered. First, Obadiah makes a poor impression at first glance. His fearfulness on being confronted by Elijah had usually left him wanting in the eyes of many commentators and preachers. And we shall see later, there was good reason for Obadiah's fearfulness. Obadiah, first of all, greeted Elijah with respect and awe, falling prostrate before him as before a king. Obadiah, whose name means servant of the Lord, or of God, did so because he recognized Elijah as God's throne man. His fearfulness is not manifested until 
Elijah commands him to go to Ahab with the summons, quote, Go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here, end quote. We are also forewarned of being critical of Obadiah in verses 3 and 4, where Obadiah's rescue and protection of the hundred sons of the prophets, faithful proclaimers of God's law, Israel's Bible of that day, is set forth by God's inspiration. The Lord commands Obadiah, Who are we to be critical of him against the Lord's judgment? Second, we are told that Ahab and Obadiah went out together without others to divide the land between them in their search for water and pasture for the royal horses and mules. Some have used this to imply that Ahab's court was a simple and primitive one. Others have held that no doubt a retinue accompanied both men, although we are told that each searched, quote, by himself, end quote. Israel was a wealthy state, and the court of the house of Omari was far from port or meager. Another reason guided this course of action. I recall being told the story of a wealthy sheepman in the western Intermountain area who had established his business in the early 1940s. A native of the area, he knew almost every rock and cranny of the mountains, as few did. When the drought of the 1980s made his situation desperate, he went alone into the mountains to find untouched range with an intact water source and then let his herder to that range without telling him or anyone else where they were going. Israel was full of dying livestock. Had Ahab taken a retinue, any surviving range would have been quickly preempted by desperate men anxious to save something of their herds. Then, by the time Ahab returned to Samaria, had his livestock driven to the range, nothing would have been left. Third, in this quest, Ahab trusted only Obadiah. This should not surprise us. Often in antiquity, tyrants turned to godly men for men and material in governing their realms. The Mongol Khans used Christians extensively while rejecting the faith. Nebuchadnezzar and Darius used Daniel. Nero used Christians in his household or his cabinet. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 22. Ahab was no doubt cognizant of Obadiah's ability and character and plainly relied upon him. But, fourth, the key fact in this text is Elijah's summons issued to Obadiah. Quote, Go, tell the Lord, Behold, Elijah is here. End quote. We cannot understand Obadiah's shocked, fearful reaction unless we understand what this means. Because our age has lost a sense of form and ceremony, the meaning of this declaration tends to escape us. We can perhaps grasp a small fragment of its meaning if we imagine a child ordering a high-ranking executive assistant to his father to demand his father present himself for an audience. No king in antiquity had authority and power of the religious nature. No man could order a king to come to him nor could any man present himself to a king at will. He came and went at the king's word. 
In Persia, any who dared approach the king without his command risked death. Esther, chapter 4, verse 11. This was law among the Persians. It was a common and general practice elsewhere. To proclaim the judgment of drought, Elijah had made unannounced appearance before Ahab, 1 Kings 17, verse 1. Perhaps the shocked unbelief with which his proclamation was received enabled Elijah to leave to escape before the amazed Ahab could react. Certainly, soon thereafter, the search was underway to capture and kill the audacious prophet, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 10 and following. Elijah knew that Obadiah would neither kill him on sight nor arrest him. It was dangerous enough for Obadiah to do neither. Now he was asked to go to Ahab, as though Ahab were a simple peasant, and to summon Ahab for an audience with God's throne man. From a human perspective, Elijah's summons had an insane audacity to it. The modern preacher of God's law word does not have Elijah's prophetic calling, nor his miraculous power, nor does he have Elijah's special status as God's throne man. But he does have the same law of God, and he has the duty to summon men and nations to obey it or to be judged by it. He does have the calling to proclaim the good news of salvation, as well as the certainty of judgment. All men are summoned to an audience with the King of Kings and the Judge of all the earth. Genesis chapter 18, verse 25. Revelation chapter 19, verse 16. Obadiah carried the summons, and Ahab came. With a killing famine in all the area and surrounding nations, he was in a difficult position. All the nations knew of Elijah's role in the drought. If for no other reason, Ahab's own search for Elijah had alerted them. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 10 For all these nations, Elijah was obviously a dangerous man. But, equally clear, Ahab was something of a Jonah. The man who had provoked a powerful God to a judgment from which they all suffered. The drought was not naturally caused, nor was it ending naturally. At this point, Ahab knew that killing Elijah would only perpetuate the judgment and make his problem more difficult. As a result, for pragmatic considerations, Ahab swallowed his rage and pride and went to Elijah. The king came to the prophet at his command for an audience. One who failed to come at the king's bidding was liable to death as an outlaw. Ahab recognized the God of Elijah, Jehovah, the Lord of hosts, was summoning him, and the summons implied death if he failed to appear. This is the meaning of those amazing words. Quote, Go tell the Lord, Behold, Elijah is here. End quote. The word of the Lord of hosts is not a plea or a request. It is a summons, and it is the same as of old. 
I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19.